I've been reading through the Proverbs this year and was reminded of this story when reading Proverbs 17:12. Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly. You see, I grew up in Colorado with the Rocky Mountains. My family loved camping in the Rocky Mountains. And so when I grew up, we did a lot of hiking and climbing and camping and fishing throughout the mountains of southwest Colorado. And the Rocky Mountains are amazing. I loved climbing all over those mountains. We had a few favorite spots to camp at. One was called Chalk Creek. It's near the town of St. Elmo on the Tin Cup Pass, which is high up in the mountains, and the campground sat above 10,000 feet, or 3,000 meters. So it was very high up in the mountains. And there was a beautiful high mountain stream that came down off the snow-capped peaks. And as kids, we used to swim in it. I can't imagine swimming in that creek today. But in fact, as a kid, I learned to swim in Chalk Creek, high up in the mountains. And another favorite spot to camp was the Madnaw Creek. And to get to the Madnaw Creek, we had to four-wheel drive over what's called the Madnaw Pass. And when you get over the pass and down into the Madnaw Creek, it eventually leads to the Great Sand Dunes National Park in Colorado. Now, these sand dunes are amazing. They're right in the middle of the mountains that are as tall as any sand dunes you could ever imagine on earth. And they go for miles and miles. And I looked up the Madnaw Pass on the National Park's website this week, and here's how it's described. The Madinaw Pass is a four-wheel drive primitive road. By primitive, they mean primitive. No services, no help if you get in trouble, a long way from anywhere, high up in the mountains. Now, in Colorado, there are many creatures that you also have to be cautious of. In fact, I grew up around rattlesnakes, and there are many other snakes as well. There are mountain lions and bobcats and wolves and coyotes, and yes, bears in the mountains. Mostly black bears, not grizzly bears, but a bear is a bear, regardless. And when you are hiking or trekking through those mountains, you had to pay attention to your surroundings. Well, one time I was out by myself trout fishing on the Madnaw Creek. And as a kid, I would get lost in my thoughts while fishing, and I could wander up and down the creek for miles and miles. We would often be gone from camp for hours. I don't know what Mom and Dad were thinking. They must have had a lot of trust in us. But they also knew there wasn't much that would get us in trouble. And on one occasion, I happened to be standing and fishing in the middle of the creek when suddenly, about 50 yards or 30 meters down the creek, I saw a black bear, and it darted across the stream. And so I didn't waste any time. I took off upstream as fast as I could run back towards camp. And as far as I knew, the bear had not seen me, but I wasn't about to stick around and find out. And when I got close to camp, I looked down at my fishing rod, and the top half of the rod was missing. It was the kind of fishing rod that was made to come apart in two pieces. But unfortunately for me, the top half of the pole had fallen off somewhere between camp and that bear. It was a massive dilemma for me. What was I going to do? Do I leave it and go to camp, or do I go back and search for it? 
I stood there frozen, not knowing what to do, all the while debating in my mind, should I go back? Should I keep going? Should I go back? Should I head straight to camp? What should I do? And I kept debating it in my head. Well, after some time of debating with myself, I decided to go back downstream to find that fishing pole. There was no way I was going to give up that pole for some bear that would wreck my entire week. And so I walked back very, very slowly. And every movement of the wind scared me. But I managed to find the top half of my pole hanging on a tree branch, which happened to be hanging out over the stream. And when I got back to camp, I was white as a sheet. My family laughed and laughed at how I looked when I arrived back at camp. You know, Proverbs personifies wisdom and folly as if they're people. And in Proverbs, it says, The woman, folly, seeks to persuade the simple and the youthful to follow her ways, the ways of foolishness. However, the woman, wisdom, warns the young men and others of the destructive path of folly. And in chapter 1 of Proverbs, it says, Folly is portrayed as men who try to get ahead by exploiting others, or as women who seek sexual pleasure outside of their marriage. Both of these things are extremely enticing to young men, but to all men. Basically, power and sex are what drive so much of the world's foolishness. And so when you read through the Proverbs, you can see a consistent contrast between the wisdom of God and the folly of Satan's temptations in the world. God's wisdom always leads to a life-giving way of life. But folly or foolishness always leads to destruction and death. Proverbs 4, verses 6 and 7 says, Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. I love that. The beginning of wisdom is to get wisdom. You know, the world is always chasing after wisdom and knowledge. I looked up some statistics on the internet, and I found that in 2021, they reckon there were 4.66 billion active internet users in the world, or 60% of the population of the globe. That equates to about 6 billion searches every day. And on average, it's estimated that human knowledge is doubling about every 13 months. And they think that 90% of the world's data was generated in the past two years alone. I wondered if Solomon would still say the same words that he said in Ecclesiastes so long ago. Ecclesiastes 1.14 I have seen all things that are done under the sun, and all of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Somehow I think Solomon would still say the same thing, even though we have so much data that we can search. You see, God's wisdom always leads to a life-giving way of life. The wisdom of the world rarely does. Get wisdom, we are told. Get wisdom. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 25, For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. And here's a couple more Proverbs. Proverbs 2, verse 6, For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 3, 7, Do not be wise in your own eyes, 
Fear the Lord and shun evil. For the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Well, I started with Proverbs 17, verse 12, about the bear. Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs, rather than a fool in his folly. Bears can be scary things, and a bear robbed of her cubs would be terribly aggressive, and that bear would seek to destroy you, no matter what. And that's what a fool does in his folly, seeks to destroy you. And that's why the Bible over and over and over reminds us to get wisdom. In James chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible tells us, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. The beginning of wisdom is to get wisdom. And the way that you get wisdom is to ask God. It should be your daily prayer. Lord, I pray that you will bestow your wisdom upon me today. And that's my prayer for you.